Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. We welcome you into another edition of Mississippi Magic. In Sunflower County on any given Delta Day in January, the weather is raw and the scenery is about the same. Unless there's a rare snow softening the landscape. It's a muddled brown of barren cotton stalks and cold dirt. What few trees have escaped the clearing for cotton and remain on mostly home sites and in narrow breaks? The naked branches look like crow's feet prints against a gray winter sky. Clarence was born on a day in January in the Mississippi Delta, a shotgun house where his sharecropping parents fought nature every step of the way to make it to spring. This is the story about a Delta kid who grew up to attain fame as the man with the million-dollar voice. But the real story in the history books is this. That modest fame gained from his million-dollar voice is merely chump change compared to the treasure he left behind. That's next on this episode of Mississippi Magic. After this, from our good friends at Divinity Equipment. If uh, you're lasering in on the new RTV as a workhorse on your place and this fall at Deer Camp, come see why the satisfaction rate of the Kubota RTV 400CI and the RTV 500 lead the industry. Quality, comfort, performance, and industry-leading technology. Pretty darn good reasons to step up to the Kubota. Don't settle for less. Check out your dream machine at Divinity Equipment 51 North in Madison and Divinity Drive in Jackson. Go to DiviniEquipment.com for more information. And please, don't forget, the rental department is there and ready to help you. And now back to this episode of Mississippi Magic, titled The Man with a Million Dollar Voice. History seems to bear out that the rich Delta soil smiles more favorably on providing good roots and a good start in the life of a cotton plant more than it did for a sharecropper's son. But that can be deceiving in the end, especially when it's nurtured with a bit of Mississippi magic. This is the story about Clarence. Shortly after his mother became pregnant, his father was called off to war. So for all practical purposes, he never knew his father. As Clarence neared his fourth birthday, he was old enough to be both confused and excited about the news that his dad was coming home. His dad had survived the conflicts of World War I and was hip-hopping from plane to train to make it back to Mississippi. All of that pent-up joy didn't last long when he got home. You see, his dad was a stranger in the house to both his son and his wife. Then one Delta morning soon after he came into their lives, silence and normality returned to the small Sunflower County home. When the father he waited for left again, this time forever. Later in life, the man with the million-dollar voice recalls the only thing his father taught him was how to salute a soldier. That's it. But the good news is that Mom met another man, a man a lot more stable. A God-fearing man who raised Clarence as his son. And in doing so, Clarence showed love and respect for his stepfather by taking his last name. 
His stepdad, with his religious background, was a tremendous influence in his world. So much so that at the young age of 16, Clarence gave his life to Jesus, traveling and preaching on the black circuit. From the cotton fields of Sunflower County, he took a post at a Memphis church. There, he impressed the congregation with his preaching and his singing. Clarence became a hot ticket. He was snatched up by a church in Buffalo, New York, and then became pastor of the New Bethel Baptist Church, Detroit, Michigan. As his popularity grew, he continued to pastor in Detroit and was able to accept invitations to preach at churches around the country. Clarence found his wings on the airwaves also of radio stations across America. You see, a few years before, he was encouraged to record some of those songs and some of those sermons. The man with a million-dollar voice was setting new records for appearance fees, commanding up to $4,000 for performance. Nobody had seen those kinds of fees, especially in black gospel. But Clarence from Sunflower County was far from a nobody. His soul-stirring famous sermons became legendary. For the record, in 2001, one such sermon was added to the National Recording Registry of the Library of Congress. I'm climbing high mountains, trying to get home. These people who call themselves God's people will decide within themselves that if they gain victory, that they brought deliverance by their own strength and by their own hand. They will forget God is involved. They will forget that victory belongs to God. Clarence spread the gospel of Jesus across the land, giving witness to the importance of not making the same mistake as the father he never knew. And as a dad himself, Clarence frequently took his own children on numerous speaking engagements and even invited the more talented one to perform with him. In the 50s and 60s, life seemed to get a lot more complicated for Clarence. You see, he saw what was happening in the struggle for civil rights and felt it was his duty to use his... God-given talents to help in that change. Fate had it that the man with the million-dollar voice would cross paths more than once with another man who answered the call, a man by the name of Martin Luther King Jr. A friendship formed, and they worked together for change. In 1963, Clarence would be one of the men in the front row marching down Woodward Avenue in Detroit to help lead Dr. King's Freedom March, a march that started and ended peacefully. And as time marched on, Clarence's million-dollar voice was silenced just six years later in 1979. It happened just after midnight on a June Sunday when there was an attempted robbery at his home in Detroit. Clarence was shot twice at point-blank range. After being rushed to the emergency room in the nearest hospital, he did survive, but lapsed into a coma for the next five years. Finally, he died 1984 at the age of 69. And ironically, his voice was silenced again in 2008 when a devastating fire at Universal destroyed an archive of his recorded material along with the recorded treasures of hundreds of other artists. But for the fans of the popular preacher who grew up in Sunflower County, Mississippi, and became a leader in black gospel, his greatest treasure to this country and the entire world was not his million-dollar voice, but something far more valuable. The Mississippi kid who was born Clarence LaVon Walker. 
to a father he never really knew, took the last name of his stepdad, Henry, Henry Franklin, a stepdad who stepped in and became a real father. And in the end, Clarence made sure his children wouldn't suffer the same fate. It was ultimately that effort in which history records Clarence's greatest deed, far more than his million-dollar voice. For you see, his childhood experiences of disappointment in one father and the admiration for another never left him. For the Sunflower County kid, those were the heavy chains of life's experiences that gave spirit to his sermons and songs as he traveled around the country. It was both wisdom and respect passed on to his children, especially one who began to outshine even her father. The man with the million-dollar voice, born in Sunflower County, Mississippi, gave the world a daughter with a billion-dollar voice, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Once again, that the state with the richest soil in the USA outshines them all in turning the poorest of sprouts into the mightiest of oaks, especially when watered with a bit of Mississippi magic. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.